Uh, okay, so a little departure this week. All right. All right. Uh, I know that normally we tend to kick off Jack of All Graves by talking about, you know, uh, 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 an event out there in the real world, something horrible which has echoed through time, something, uh, something eerie, something creepy, something strange. This week, little departure. I'm going to speak of uh, uh, just an entirely different different world. I'm going to I'm going to talk okay. to you a little bit about about well performance art. Okay. Oh, all right. Yeah, performance art, physical theater, um, a brand of theater which doesn't you know which is removed from the traditional you know get your program, sit down in your seat, watch the fucking curtain go up, watch a show. I want to talk a little bit about performance art and one piece in particular see i studied theater of course i i kind of dabbled most of the performance art that i was in was probably shit i'm (laughs) self-aware enough to know when i'm in shit you know yeah sure i mean that's part of the process right yes but at its best right Mm -hmm. performance art is is it, it it can fucking just shine a light hold a glass up hold a mirror up it can foster dialogue. It can fucking just fucking challenge. It challenges your assumptions. It, 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 it encourages you to fucking stare into your own humanity and really kind of weigh up what that means, right? All right. I'm so, very interested in this because, like, you know, you know how I tend to be kind of skeptical of stuff yes. that is, like, self-important and things like that, which yes. makes a lot of performance art a little difficult for me. Yep. Yep, but yep. I am very interested in hearing where you're going with this. Uh, it isn't often a it, it isn't a medium which is often associated with a sense of humor. You know, it can be right, po faced, exactly. it can be self important, <laughs> or yeah. it can be fucking edgy and dangerous as shit. Um, let me just uh, introduce you to a uh, a practitioner by the name of Marina Abramovich. Okay, I am very familiar with Marina Abramovich. Oh, you are. Talk to me. Yes. What do you know about Marina Abramovich? Well, I mean, she's like probably the most famous performing artist of all time, right? 100%, so she, yes. yeah, did things like uh, the artist is here, that's right? The one, yes, the yes, artist yes, here, yes. yeah. Yes. She's got. There's one that's um, celebrating her and Ule right yeah. now um, yeah. in. I think it's in London. Mm-hmm. That's doing the thing where, like, the to get into the exhibit, yes. you have to move between like two naked bodies. <laughs> so you have to walk in between okay, two naked people who are standing. That's Marina face Abramovich, to face. all right. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, she was kind of. This is probably, I imagine, what you're going to talk about. But like, basically, did like a one famous performing art piece. I think also in tandem with Ule, in which people were basically allowed to do whatever they wanted to her. Right. That's the one. That is Which the Shia LaBeouf one. then later emulated. Indeed. Uh, <laughs> uh, plenty of people have had a crack at this. Yeah, Yoko Ono yeah. had a crack at a similar right, fucking yeah. concept. Um, yeah, but explain it better than I did. But, you know, go ahead. So uh, the piece in question. So just just super briefly, Marina Abramovic, she's a Serbian uh, performance artist. Um, she's still around. She's still practicing. She's still working into her 80s. She was born in 1946. Um, and her work... It, it kind of involves her own body as the primary medium, right? Her physicality is the stage. Uh, we are talking, you know, themes of vulnerability, the limits of the human body, what it means to be, what it means to be fucking uh, pain, vulnerability, passivity, endurance. All of these are uh, kind of really key themes in her art, right? Uh, I particularly want to talk about a series 
in the 70s that she produced known as the Rhythm Series, right? Okay. Um, 10, I believe it was 10 separate pieces, rhythms 10 down to zero. Uh, and in each of these, each of these really, really pushed it. Rhythm 2, for example, was her and good old Ule uh, repeatedly banging their heads together while chanting the numbers 1 to 10 in their native languages. Okay? <laughs> headbutt theatre. <laughs> sure. Fucking headbutt theatre. What could be better uh, than that? It's like a couple of goats. <laughs> exactly this, exactly this. <laughs> and look, I, I get how, you know, the the the, fame, the fucking, you know, the classic Simpsons gag about for performance art, the the plum in the fucking men's hat suspended in perfume. It, right. it, it can get that way, but when it's as visceral and as fucking confrontational and as angry as this, Rhythm 5, for example, uh, was all about just Abramovich laying inside... Uh, an effigy of a star covered in uh, wood shavings, soaked in gasoline, which she fucking lit and lay there Jesus in this Christ. fucking burning pyre, you know? Um, <laughs> but I want to talk specifically about Rhythm Zero, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, which has been referred to as the most terrifying work of art in history. Oh, shit. Yep. Um, it has ranked ninth in a list by Complex, which is, uh, you know, a, a kind of a um, multi-fucking-media kind of art symposium. Uh, they ranked it ninth in the greatest works of performance art of all time. Wow. Right? Okay. It's a fucking... It's incredible. Uh, uh, it was a, a, an experimental piece where she completely, as you said, exposed herself to the will of the audience, completely relinquishing all control over her body all of her actions just completely passive the 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 physicality of this performance was thus that she stood motionless in the gallery of a theater surrounded by uh, uh 72 objects 72 items on a table in front of her right now these items half of them roughly half of them were uh, you know, gentle kind of uh, objects, which could be things like um, a, a flower, a feather, uh, sure. some bread, some honey, some wine, some grapes. And the other half of the table contained things like a scalpel, um, some nails, a gun with a single bullet. Um, oh, Jesus Christ. Fuck, Cory. <laughs> uh, scissors. And uh, the table had a card featuring some instructions, right? And I quote directly. This is what the card said. Instructions. There are 72 objects on the table that one can use on me as desired. Performance. I am the object. During this period, I take full responsibility. Duration, six hours, 8 p.m. till 2 a.m. Right? Yeah. So she stood there for six fucking hours. Quick maths. Did you see me crunch the numbers there? I know. That's pretty good. And ah, I, I can't right. verify it, but it sounds like that's right. Six hours. Um, <sighs> giving that audience carte blanche that there's yeah. complete lack of consequence for them and as dedicated and as fucking unhinged as this woman is. Uh, you know, she said in plenty of interviews, she was prepared to die. She was prepared to die. Yeah, like if you're going to have a gun in there with a single bullet, you are acknowledging that there's every chance someone could come in there and just be like, sweet, and shoot her. Yes. How would would that be legally? You would absolutely go to jail. There's no way. You can't. There's absolutely no way that it would be like, oh, because the artist said it's okay, it's fine. (laughs) Fine, okay. Not possible. <laughs> uh, so the performance begins, okay? Uh, Marina is fully clothed, and it began quite tamely. Um, 
with people kind of posing her, as you'd imagine, lifting her arms in the air, uh, touching her, um, you know, placing a rose in her hand, placing other objects in her hand. Someone fed her bread, someone fed her cake. Uh, <laughs> she says of that early phase, the audience were very much playing with me. Right. But as the performance drew on, as night fell, the, the, the kind of the mood of the audience changed and the performance began to grow way more sinister all right mm, mm-hmm. um uh, scissors were used to completely remove her clothes in the third hour and things just got darker from there um one audience member used the knife on the table to cut her close to her neck and Jeez. drunk some of her blood tried to drink her blood oh yeah 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 yeah. uh she was drawn on she was written on she there were various kind of sexual assaults took place on her yeah um some members of the audience picked her up carried her around the room and laid her on the table and stabbed the knife repeatedly into the table next to her in an attempt to get her to quit, you know, in an attempt to get her to break this, the artificial kind of, the artifice. Um, Mm -hmm. She remained passive. She remained inert. Even, even as audience members loaded the bullet into the gun, placed the gun into her hand and pointed it at her head. They were trying to find a caveat there. Like, what if we, what if yeah, she yeah, yeah, does yeah, yeah. it? Um, <laughs> um, there were fights breaking out among the audience. Violence broke out among the audience. Uh, some members of the crowd formed a kind of a protective ring around her, right, protecting yeah. her, wiping away her tears, uh, fending off, you know, the increasingly fucking hostile actions of the audience. And as mad as it got, right, at 2 a.m., when the gallery announced uh, that the performance was over, Marina uh, reverted back into a kind of an active participant in the room, an active participant in, in, you know, in her surroundings. And she recalls the audience almost immediately leaving to kind of just to avoid confronting yeah. the reality of what they'd fucking done to an actual human being. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, this is what is like so insane. Even the part of this... Where, like, the beginning part, right? Where you said people were posing or putting flowers in her hands and things yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, immediately my body tensed up because I, like, I can't imagine no. a st- using a stranger as an object. Yes, you know, indeed. if you were standing the in front prop. of me and you were like, do what you want, I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to move your arms around or whatever. Yeah, like, yeah, that's yeah. one thing. But yeah. the idea of treating another human being as an object, even in a nice way. Yes. Out of the question to me. Yes. Absolutely, 100% would not ever, ever uh-huh. do that. So yep. that, like, the idea of everyone just kind of, like, fleeing, you know, afterwards. It's like, yeah, whether you did something, like, nice or mm. you attacked her or whatever the case may be, like, you just have to deal with the fact that, like, that wasn't a Barbie. Exactly. You know? <laughs> like yep. exactly this. And what I find so impactful about that is that mm-hmm. each one of that audience who acted so fucking abhorrently in that way, even though that performance is over, even that performance has ended, even though it was just six hours long, they have something which they have to deal with for the rest of their yeah. fucking lives. They've taken that with them. I think, yeah, I think that that is, that's, I mean, that's the brilliance of it for sure. Mm-hmm. Cause that is like, yeah, for her, that was probably a horrific oh, yeah. bunch of hours. And one of the things that I've read about these various performances of it is that every time a woman performs it, people sexually assault her. 100%. You know? yes. and, and I think Shia LaBeouf pointed that out that it was like, people didn't sexually assault me. You know, mm. <laughs> like they sure inflicted violence on him and things like that. But it's like anytime they get a chance with women in that, you know, they 
immediately. Take every liberty offered. Exactly. And like that's the thing is it's like, yeah, this support like I think I can see people again, it's really hard for me to like put myself in this position at all because I simply would alien. not yeah, yeah, ever. Yeah. yeah. But like, yeah, walking in there and thinking she said it's okay. And so, then when you leave going like the, the fuck, fuck did I just do? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like yeah, yeah. Yeah. that's not that's not what you do mm-hmm. to people. And yeah, that's something that I would imagine. Yep. Yeah, people carry with them, and that's I, which, which is the master stroke of that piece. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. You know, she'll move it's on to the next piece. It's one of many yes, insane yes, things yes. she's done throughout her yep. life, but she's not culpable as much as you know, as the artist. She, I'm responsible or whatever, you know. But mm-hmm. she did nothing. No. Uh, and all of those people had agency and chose to visit it upon her in ways that she did not. She invited, but not really. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know? It it feels to me something on the level of the Stanford prison experiment, you know, to mm-hmm. really fucking get a real upfront, visceral, authentic view of just how shitty people will be if given fucking carte blanche, you know? That one was like fake though, right? Like Stanford prison experiment? Yes, 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 yes. yes. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> I was like just making sure I wasn't confusing it with something else. Mm. But yeah, I mean, it is. It's a real version of that. And that I think that's like... That's one of the things that is gives me so much ick about mm-hmm. it. Um, mm-hmm. And is one of the reasons why it's so bold of her to do that is to like, you know, knowing humans and I don't want to say human nature because it's not my nature. It's not, you know, but no, like certainly not. knowing what humans do given the chance. Yeah. And that, like I said, even if you if you are the kind of person who is willing to touch a stranger like that in any yes. way yes you know you are you are capable of objectifying humans exactly i think that's this. it like you know the number of people who whether it's a nice cute thing or a violent thing you are capable of seeing another person as an object and that is deeply terrifying to yes. me to think of how many people are able to do that yep and then you know you mix in uh, kind of herd mentality. Oh, well, fuck mm-hmm. it. They're, they're right, exactly. Free. They're doing, yeah. Like, I guess it's fine. I'll just mm. escalate this, you know? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. how it turns to bullying, you know? Yes. Trying to get her to quit this. But also, I mean, then you get the, the element of it of the people who protect, the right? The opens like, up straight away in the audience. Yeah, and, you know, certainly, I I would hope that those people certainly had, like, reflected upon what their part was before things turned violent they got into production like what was i what was i doing here yeah <laughs> what, what, did, I, yeah, what, what was, was i expecting what was i gonna here? get out of this yes right yeah why did i want to go and do this you know mm. and now i'm protecting someone from violence or whatever but yeah i think it's a really interesting just look at like wow there's so many people fucking, do it it, it <laughs> has angles all over the place yeah. the 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 mm-hmm. dangers of passivity you know mm-hmm. the danger of of you know being a passive female let's be fucking mm-hmm. real um right. passivity as defiance right uh but after the performance to quote uh, marina abramovich um uh, what i learned was that if you leave it up to the audience they can kill you yeah Right. Like, imagine if the protective, like, squad had not formed. Yes. You know, like, she, someone probably would have killed her. 
like, yeah, or it, maimed her in some yes, way. Whether, you know? whether, whether intentionally or not. I mean, if you're fucking about right. with a, anything could yeah with wrong. sharp anything. objects cutting yes. someone's neck and drinking from it Loading like you know fucking if you're not a doctor yeah fucking, right yeah. like you know any number of ways that could have gone horribly awry yes um and that's yeah it's just horrifying i can't i can't imagine it and it's just you know the, yeah i think it just to me like i think what you take from that project probably says things about like what you yes. fear or what you worry about or mm-hmm. you know whatever and that's like to me. I think that's it. Is that I I I think a thing I fear about people is that they are able to not see other people as humans. Yes. And that's what it evokes in me. <laughs> you know, it's not necessarily what everyone's going to take from that, but that mm. is what squicks me out the most of it. Is just like the idea that there are lots of people out there who, given the chance, will use your body. It's made me deeply curious to know if there have been any other instances of this kind of opportunity given to an audience and it's gone the other way. I wonder if this always happens. That it always eventually gets bad. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that is interesting. Because I know that like like with Shia when he did it, it did get violent. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, people did like punch him and stuff like that. You well, know? look, I mean, <laughs> when everybody's best mate David Blaine came over to London and fucking sat in a Perspex box in, in, in the middle of London for, for God knows how long. That went really awry. People were <laughs> chucking stuff at him, you know? It, yeah. It's, <sighs> yeah, I mean, that's a bizarre thing to think about, right? That, like, for a lot of people, and, and the herd mentality thing is part of it. Yes. Like, for so many people, like, bullying is such an instinct. And to, like, do the worst thing instead of the nicest thing. You know, mm. what? why not go up to that thing and, like, take a cute selfie or something like that? Or, exactly. like, do a little mime for him. Like, you know, like, why not try to make David Blaine happy? Why instead do you throw things at him and heckle him or, you know, whatever? Like, the the fact that for, I think, a lot of our societies are sort of, raised into bullying and you don't yes. realize it and then something yes. like this when, really yes reverting to type reverting out. to you know mm-hmm. when when you strip away all of the 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 social construct when when you're not right. in a in a kind of a uh a a, a situation that you have a plan for when there's mm-hmm. not a set way to act do people just instinctively revert to the fucking the, to the awful you know yeah and i like to think like i like to think they don't right like if oh, i like to was, think they don't Right. Well, <laughs> I will elaborate on this thought. I feel like if one person were alone in the room with Marina Abramovich or yep. one person is walking by David Blaine and there's no other spectators or things yep. like that. Yep. I think it would be harder to objectify them. Completely I think agree. it would be very difficult to walk up to a vulnerable woman by herself. Yep. No one else around you and cut her. Yes. You know, and things like that. I think, you know, you you need people to egg you on. You yes. need, like, a sense that, like, this is a part of something. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, I like to think that people, they're obviously people who are just, like, fucking sociopaths or whatever. But that, like, the majority of people mm. left to their own devices, like, their first instinct isn't to hurt. The problem is that we come from societies that, like, when we get together. Yes. Yes, yes, our yes, instinct is to hurt. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's like how you know we joke about this all the time about how like terrifying British teenagers are, but it's like every British teenager I've met by themselves, yeah, has been wonderful. Yeah, you get them in a group, 
and they're fucking awful. <laughs> you know, just like why are they why are they like this? And it's just like I think you know that is so powerful. Yes. Um and that's another thing that these like experiments show these performance arts piece shows and whatnot is just kind of like yeah people in groups oh, yeah 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 um what i what i look what i'm left with is how many podcasts uh, 50 million podcasts every single week right i guarantee <laughs> you i guarantee you it's only joe ag who started this week with a piece that contained the line why don't you try and make david blaine happy no one else is doing, no one else is going mm -hmm. where we're going, folks. No one else. No one else is asking the tough no questions. No one else dares fucking ask these questions. And that's the Joag guarantee. Let me quote directly from my notes, if I may. Yes, please do. Fucking look at these nerds. Oh, mise-en-scene. I don't think anyone has ever said mise-en-scene in such a horny way before. The way I whispered the word sex cannibal recently. Worst comes to worst, Mark. I'm willing to guillotine you for science. Thank you. That's really, really sweet. It's you cold know. outside, but my pancreas is talking to me. <laughs> I'm fucking, I'm gonna leg it. You know how I feel about that, Mark. I think you feel great about it. Hey, Corey, what's going on? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Mark. What? <laughs> Good to see you, What man. happened? <laughs> I got a wheel wet wagon. <laughs> I um, can't do my work. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. Will never not be funny. It was not. It there's just it's enduring. It's beautiful. Rest yep. in peace, Fred Willard. Yes. Um. Welcome to Jack of All Graves, dear friends. Aww. Uh, the podcast where we will talk about a woman being beaten for her art and then jump into uh mighty wind impressions. Yes. Uh, it's a great place to be, I think. It's a great place to be, and it's a great date to be recording a spooky podcast on, isn't it? First of October. <gasps> It's the Isn't first it? of October. I declare spooky season 2024. It's 2023. That's next year. It is 2023. <laughs> I didn't even question it. I was like, uh -huh, I declare yeah. Halloween season open. Cut the ribbon. It's on. Yes. It's happening. It's a beautiful thing. I woke up this spooky season, October 1st, in the home of our spookiest friend, uh, bookseller Ryan, mm. American Girl Ryan, uh, out in New Hampshire, drove out to see her this weekend um, and go to a uh, like a talk and signing with uh, the horror authors Chuck Wendig and Clay McLeod Chapman. Mm. It was so much fun, um, and then yeah, spent the spent two nights with Ryan and her family who. Are delightful. Their house is in the middle of nowhere, but decorated completely nonetheless for Halloween. Yes. Um, looks absolutely gorgeous. She has the spookiest kids on earth. Uh, if you follow her on Instagram or anything like that, you've seen her children before. If you follow the Gibson's Bookstore TikTok, you've seen them before, and they're like exactly as you'd imagine <laughs> in real life. Um, at one point, uh, Cordelia became obsessed with my dog. Um, and like Gaucho has this effect on, on children. I to think know because, Gaucho is to love him. Yeah. And he, he's like the size of a stuffed animal and he's quiet and like he has doll eyes. Like there's no white in his eyes. It's all brown. So he just <laughs> looks like a teddy bear, but one that like moves and is warm, you can know? I, right. Can I tell you what Gaucho, what Gaucho brings to mind so fucking clearly every time I see Do it? Him, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. It's it's the last scene of Gremlins, <laughs> right? Yeah. Gizmo is in the Barbie car. Right. 
and Stripe is climbing up the fountain. Mm-hmm. And he hits the drapes and the drapes go up and the light hits Stripe and he just starts boiling like a skeleton and he's all <laughs> no. fucked up. And that makes me, that, that's what Couch makes me think of. He's like semi- I don't think he's boiling Gremlin. I always say he's like in the transition between Mogwai and Gremlin. He's like oh, in see. between. Yeah. So but he's, he's like one of the wacky ones hair. from Gremlins 2. Yeah, totally. Yeah, he's more of a Gremlins 2 Gremlin, for sure. Um, but she, um, so Cordelia was fixated on Gaucho, was trying to get us to let him sleep in her bed, which mm. I totally, he's slept in many children's beds over the course of his lifetime. But now that he's 16 years old, he will like doesn't wake freely the child up to pee. He, he doesn't yeah. freely piss, but he will okay. wake you up to like get you to take him to pee. I was like, Cordelia, you do not want that at two o'clock in the morning. No. Um, but she she's sitting with him, just cuddling with him on the couch, right? She's like, his he's draped over my arm. She's like all happy. She's like, he's so, his eyes are so cute. They he's like they're they look like bubbles because he's got like foggy eyes because he's blind. Yeah, yeah, she's like, yeah. They look like bubbles. I want to pop them. Fucking hell. <laughs> Creepy ass. <child>. Cordelia. <laughs> 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 okay. <laughs> so, yeah, extremely spooky children. So much fun. Ryan's husband cooked for us, and he's like an amazing cook, made oh, nice. nice vegetarian meals on my account. Nice, um, nice. And it was just like, it was so fun. It's like, it looks, it's, they're like always a few weeks ahead of us on the seasons in New England. Right, okay. So it's like fall there. The leaves are turning colors, and, you know, it's just like gorgeous, and mm. there's like, all the orchards are open and we went to a craft fair and just walked around. All the orchards. Yes. What's the, what's the question? I'm all, well, I mean, surely that's just apples. Yeah. Well, that's what I mean. The apple. Right. Okay. Okay. I thought, I thought (laughs) I I was questioning myself. Are there different types of orchard? Could you get, (laughs) yeah, there's probably other kinds of orchards, but I just think of apples as apple orchards. Um, yeah, it was, you know, just gorgeous. Went to craft fair. We pet goats. It was mm. all of it was just absolutely beautiful. It's always good. Every time I go back there, though, right, I didn't realize this growing up. But now whenever I go to New England, I realize I'm from the middle of fucking nowhere. <laughs> like, I am just there's nothing anywhere near things like there's no freeway. You're just mm. like driving back roads like highways everywhere that you're going there's no chain restaurants anywhere unless you're in like the cities and stuff like that i'm like i <laughs> is it like I pumpkin head in bfe like <laughs> not quite pumpkin head kids status. in sacks uh, yeah, this is north the north of america uh but yeah it's just like every time i drive back through there i'm like jesus christ like mm. middle of nowhere nothing going my on. mom always said we were from the boonies and i never like understood that until mm. like now having lived in places that aren't the boonies. I'm like, Christ almighty. Do you know what? It was a similar, well, not on that scale, because <laughs> not that I've ever experienced it, but I gather rural America is rural as shit. But yeah. it was a similar kind of journey that I went through uh, after moving away from Wales. You know what I mean? Because, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, if, if what you want to do in Wales isn't happening in Cardiff or whatever, you can pretty much fucking forget right. about it. Um, yeah, totally. Whereas, you know, now living right in the middle of, of England, like fucking yeah. smack in the middle of England, just just everything is a 
20 every you know, direction you go yes you've got something there's to stuff go going do. on it's, it's nice. yeah absolutely yeah like now for you know the past like 20 years of my life or whatever i've lived near cities yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's been very easy to get to stuff but mm. like i think i mentioned last year it was about it was a year ago today in fact that um jordan got married and when i went for their wedding um i was trying to find a hotel and realized there's only two hotels in the entire area around my hometown um and like one is a deeply shitty red roof in that is just like drug fueled arguments from people all night <laughs> and then like one's a very expensive like best western or something like that like a cheap hotel but that it's expensive because it's the only game in town yep. <laughs> and i was just like ah oh, fuck me like that so i stayed in connecticut and <laughs> drove another hour to to wow. get to the wedding last time so yeah very much from the middle of nowhere uh can i realization. Just on Ryan briefly. Uh, yes, please. Love in much the same way as as. Do you remember when? Remember when we did that con last year? That that fucking yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like just one of the best times of my life. Um, seeing that. Ryan with a mic in her hand, with authors mm. next to her, addressing a, you yes. know a, a bookshop like in her element. It is so 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 nice to see someone you know giving of their best. It was lovely. Absolutely. Yeah, it was so much fun to, yeah, just get to see her doing mm. what she's born to do, you know, yep. and interfacing with these authors. And um, yeah, it was it was wonderful to get yes. to see that in action. I 100% agree. Yeah, it's just mm. like really nice when you're like, yes, that is a person living their best life. Yep, and, and it's lovely to see. Yeah. Thrilling. Yeah, it was great. So lovely, wonderful stuff. While it's on you, my mind, I want to tell you one of, one of the things I love about Gremlins too, right? Um, <laughs> this is by the way gremlins 2 came up uh last night uh because really? apparently <laughs> there was for whatever reason um mike had talked ryan into watching gremlins 2 last year uh huh. but it was on like one of her like nights of halloween where she normally watches like she has a schedule of movies she watches or whatever right right and she was like a little annoyed about like not getting to watch her movie and she did not enjoy watching gremlins too and i was like no you have to watch it again like in the right zone because i i love it way more than the first one it's incredible (laughs) and yeah i'm i'm hoping this little uh little tidbit would make you love it even more right Mm. you you know the bit in the middle where they break the fourth wall and the movie breaks down yeah yeah Mm mm-hmm there are three fucking versions of that scene. Three separate oh, okay. versions of that scene. If you watched Gremlins 2 at the cinema, mm-hmm. uh, the movie breaks down. Hulk Hogan comes out with a fucking crowd and <laughs> threatens to go back into the projector room. Uh, he rips his t-shirt and does the Hulkamania oh, thing. amazing. Right? Love it. That's mm-hmm. what happened if you saw it at the cinema. If you see mm-hmm. it on video, if you saw it on tape... Uh, the movie breaks down and the gremlins play loads of bits of old movies. There's, and and, yeah. and John Wayne threatens to fucking take the gremlins out, mm-hmm. right? Right. In the Gremlins 2 fucking movie tie-in novelization, right? That yeah. bit takes place from the author's perspective when the gremlins <laughs> break into his home as he's writing the book. I love that Fuck so much. Me, you did mention so that good. one a couple weeks ago, but oh, okay. I didn't know about that. I didn't know that there was like two different movie endings of yep. it. Two different movie bits and they put a bit in for the book That's incredible. Well. Fucking uh, yeah, so see, good. Ryan, go watch it again. And it's great. It's the best. In the right zone because it's, oh, it's so beautiful. I it love was Gremlins 2. Years and many, many years after I saw Gremlins 2 initially, I, re- I, I, I figured out that uh, the reason all of the Gremlins are weird as fuck in this one is because the water that gets squirted onto Gizmo from 
uh, fucking Gomez. Is it Gomez Adams? Is he the guy, the janitor? Is it? I'm no. pretty sure it's Gomez Adams. Is it? Yes. Okay, I'll have to have to check in on that. But the water okay. mixes with paint on the way to Gizmo, doesn't it? I guess so. It does. It runs down Billy yeah. Peltzer's drawing. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh, and gets mixed <laughs> with paint. Hence all the, the gremlins coming out weird. How good is that? I love that. Yeah, man. That's a that's a Christmas time movie though. Like both Gremlins, I watch at Christmas. So yes. Oh, I can't. I I'm can't not wait. there yet. Um, yeah. The boys have never seen Gremlins too, and I can't wait. <gasps> that fucking soundtrack. What the fuck? Oh, man, I'm excited for them. You got to show. You've got Critters on the. Docket. Critters is on the plex. They're going to be enjoying Critters soon. Gremlins too. Uh, Gremlins too. We still got the final destinations to go through. I'm really kind of antsy about three and four now. <laughs> Now that you know about the content, now that I, know about I can't all remember of if we, titty. I don't think we mentioned this last week because I think it was after last week's episode that Ryan brought this up. For the past few weeks, I keep explaining to Mark, like, just FYI, your yeah. kid, when you get to Final Destination 3, uh, there's like a very long titty scene in this. And then Canadian boy Ryan yeah. pointed out on our Facebook group that it's actually, there's like an insane sex scene in okay. just, uh, the fourth one that's on, like pornographic sex scene <laughs> in it and it's just the thing is like i completely forgot just four is so shitty mm. that it's like nothing stands out about four except that you're just like wow that's one of the worst movies i've ever seen and so what? like i genuinely just forgot do... that happened i might even skip it we might even it might you be could skipper just skip it it's like bad 3d it's mm. bad acting it adds nothing to the story whatsoever mm. like you will lose nothing he can someday like when he's older be like oh yeah i should watch that and then laugh and be like oh i see why my dad yeah, skipped this yeah. one my dad's great just pass it up and go yeah. straight into five which okay. is great i think that's the way to do it uh in other news yeah i'm doing all right mm. um good listen like like really just to pause here and just you know because like we said when i rejoined a couple of weeks back i'll, I'll keep you updated into how i'm mm-hmm. how i'm doing uh yes I, I'm, I'm on a fucking roll yeah you seem great yes sleeping really well um love that work is shitty but sure yep fucking put your hand in the air if work isn't shitty you know what i mean work is shitty that's what it is but in terms (laughs) in terms of yes that's why it's work but in terms of in terms of me and my my outlook and my fucking sleep things uh things are really doing doing good so have you continued running has that been helping i am i am running again i went to the gym for the fir- first time in a while earlier on this week i'm up yes. to kind of 5ks again um alan and i have signed up for the cardiff half marathon next year uh love it. so I yes mean, i hate it but i love it so yes but long story short i'm doing fucking peachy thank you that is so great. I'm really yes. happy to hear about that. Especially because, yeah, I just feel like, you know, this was like, this is an earned journey. You know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, yes, you have you have yeah. worked to be at this point and yeah. um, things are good, uh, looking good. And, uh, the, way that I, the way that I put this to Alan was that, ah, uh, man, it's been an eye-opener. This year has been an eye-opener because I've, I've lived like 43 years as a proper kind of happy-go-lucky motherfucker, you know what I mean? Just, sure. You know, twirling <laughs> my umbrella in my hand, walking along <laughs> jauntily. Maybe doing that thing where you jump up and kick your heels together. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was me for, for you know, 40-odd years. And it's been interesting. It's been it's been very interesting to see just... If, it can, if, 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 it can have, if I can get the sads, man, anyone can. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like you're misrepresenting... <laughs> here but uh, uh 
I'll, I'll allow it nonetheless. Hmm. Well, look, I, 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 I've learned a lot. Yes, right. It's a, maybe that, like, you know, you couldn't roll past your sads as mm. in prior times you have. Yes, 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 maybe yes. That's they, more they, the way. They, they got a grip on me there for a while. You've, yeah, you had to reflect upon them this Did. time and think it through and yes. work through it. It's good. I'm really glad that things are going great. So yeah, they are. I'm I mean, sure everyone else is really happy to hear that too. Well, I hope so. I hope so. But it feels good mm-hmm. to be able to say that. Um, yes. And we hope that you at home are able to say that as well, that oh, things yeah. are going great. It's spooky season. It is our time to shine. Yep. You know, let's let's get into it and, and have, oh, I'm just, I'm just stoked. I'm feeling it. I mean, I'm feeling great right now too. So this actually, my watch told me that I have slept more this past week See? than I have in ages. Look I have at been that. averaging seven hours a night, which is unheard of. Yeah, that is, so. that is, that is fucking nuts for you. <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm like I'm like a four hour, so because I'll still you know. get the occasional text from you at like eight a.m. Yeah, you do. You still. Have those. <laughs> I mean, I'm usually awake for like still like between like three thirty and six. I'm still awake, but then I sleep from like six till like nine, yes. <laughs> and so I like get some of that back. So yeah, you do most days still get texts from me. Very early in the morning uh, with whatever random insight has popped into my head that's like yes. very important that I share. And I kind of roll my right eyes away. and go, oh, that yeah, there she, what, there she is. What yeah. is she like? <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, uh, what have you been watching anything lately? Uh, let's, do, I, let's, I, I, let's shoot the shit for a bit longer first. I mean, how how, oh, okay. yeah. how a thing, I mean, right, my mood has increased and my, my kind of, my well-being has increased, even though... The country that I live in is mm. still a fucking absolute mess. Well, yeah, that's right? that's for sure over here too. Yep, an absolute mess. Um, just wanted to say that really. I mean, <laughs> the air quotes government are kind of front and center in the news over the past couple of weeks for uh, the creative approach to getting to a kind of a net zero carbon target. Mm-hmm. By opening up a new fucking oil what field. What the fuck? <laughs> Seems what? counterintuitive. See? Wait, no, no, no. Did you not see that? What? A bunch of balloons just came up in front oh, of. Shit! Your Is it screen? doing that? Right. <laughs> I. Right. I digress. For some fucking reason, right? All of my Apple uh-huh. devices have updated. So if I do this. <laughs> oh, there they are! Here come the balloons, <laughs> and they come from behind me. Yeah, it was like scared the shit out of me yeah. for a second. Like especially because you I did not this. react. Yeah. Oh, look a little thumbs up. Yeah. Okay, interesting. So it's, yeah, it's it's AIing me, and who knows what other fucking gestures I can I can break out, which will cause some sort of effect. I don't know. Yeah, I don't like that. I don't like just reading like what it you're either. doing either. It's. It's like when like Gmail suggests responses to you yeah, to yeah, like yeah. stuff, and you're like, "Why do you know what appropriate responses are to yep. my email?" I don't like you doing that. Um, uh, I caught a post on Blue Sky earlier. Uh-huh. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna call it what you. Yeah, what I you know. Call I it. see what you're. I'm you not saw gonna do that. Uh, <laughs> And I don't know who it's attributed to. Um, but it, it's a, a really succinct way of summing up an approach to AI written content. Why mm-hmm. should I be bothered to read something that no one could be bothered to write? Ooh. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the, it. That's it, isn't it? That's it in a yeah. fucking nutshell. Right, exactly. Uh, but anyways, you were oh, I saying can't something else. Yes, before. that's it. That's it. Seems counterintuitive. 
doesn't it? So what was counterintuitive? I got distracted by the balloons. Uh, so the uh, something about have, net zero. Yes, but they've they've given approval for a fucking brand new oil field. <sighs> this is what we do here too. Just like oh man, we really gotta we gotta kill these fossil fuel emissions and whatnot. Anyways, let's go like frack somewhere or make a pipeline mm. or something. Like what are we doing? What are we doing? Mm. <laughs> What's happening? Ah, uh, it's like taking seems, crazy pills. I don't seems like is it upside down do world? Mm. Do I just not get it? I don't understand what's happening. Yeah, it's like, it's like I, I'll, I'll get to a point where I'm giving up cigarettes by buying and smoking packs of cigarettes. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> this just reminds me like this week for Wisecrack, um, we're working on a video on health insurance, Okay. Um, which will be of interest to our British audiences who are perpetually baffled by our yeah. health care system here. But so I had written the outline for this and then Amanda was writing the script and she was like, can we like hop on a call for 15 minutes just to like, there's some questions I have about like things in the outline. I'm like, yeah, 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 sure. And so we're like, you know, reading through this and I'm trying to explain to her some of these concepts of like the business of health insurance and like how it works and Mm. stuff like that. And essentially like she's like this like this doesn't make sense to me like how is that a good business model i'm like well right like so it's not which is why like we pay so much right like because the business model is meant to not be efficient and then we pay for it and there had been like a quote from someone else who you know like someone who i had looked up in this research who had basically said like you know the way to understand health insurance is as a cartel yeah right and that was where we eventually got to like with this was that that, like i was like amanda like this is where we're losing it here Mm. is that you are looking at it as a business look at it as a cartel yes (laughs) and this all makes so much more sense and she was like yeah that is the problem I'm just sitting here, like, trying to, like, make something make sense yes. that doesn't. Like, the point is that it doesn't in yeah. order to, you know, pass this stuff off. I mean, you know, you like, know, but yeah. my, my kind of my eye appointment being put back to February. And every every mm-hmm. so often, I'll catch myself. I'm about to kind of complain about the NHS and I'll stop. <laughs> and I'll Think go, if you were American. No, <laughs> don't. Fuck. Nobody wants to hear that shit. Right? Yeah. Just let's put it into perspective. You yes. would just deal with that. Like, yeah. even the way that you were, like, joking about, like, t- taking it. Well, I know you're not really joking. Not but joking. the way you were <laughs> talking about, like, you know, popping it yourself or whatever. Like, here, that's just what people, they would go on YouTube. They yeah. would look up how to do that because there is no fucking way you're going to go spend six thousand dollars to get someone to take a bump out of your eye fuck no like, like you know like it's just that's why those youtube videos are so popular like yeah so waiting yeah take mm. your weight <laughs> so long story short the world is still a shithole i yes, guess it is mm-hmm. um oh though right I can't fucking find it. I meant to post it, but I forgot. There's a, okay. a wonderful article that I read on BBC News this week that uh, that that talks about a lot of a lot of astronomy heads, right? A lot of fucking NASA guys uh-huh. are now talking in terms of it isn't it isn't a case of if we find life elsewhere on Earth, it's when, uh-huh. which gives me so much fucking joy. Why? Not not why does it bring you joy? I know it does. We've talked yeah. about that. Yeah. Why are they suddenly like So and I'm 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 kind of P 
piecing this together off the top of my head from this article that I read last night. But thanks to things like the James Webb Telescope mm-hmm, being able to analyse kind of the chemical signature of light mm-hmm. from, you know, faraway worlds, they can pick up biosignatures of particular gases, which, at least as far as Earth is concerned, are only possible through biological life. Um, oh, they've got, okay. you know, there there's zones that they're looking. I think there's a moon of Jupiter, like a really a really watery kind of icy moon of Jupiter that is a prime candidate for having microbial mm-hmm. life on it. Um, right. And it's it's really starting to feel that it's something that's going to fucking happen soon. You know, <laughs> I will lose my shit. I will I can, fucking I lose it if I if, wish I could be there when like in if it is ever announced I wish I could man, be there to see you experience it if it when it crosses that line over from you know probability or percentages to yep it it, it really does look it's as though real. there's yeah I'll I'll go nuts <laughs> that's exciting oh it's so Listen, exciting everything not everything is shit no and you know what we talked about like a few weeks ago I don't remember what sort of brand but we were discussing like kind of all the shit in the world you know and how dark and stormy it is in the world but one of the things that we had said was like you know we become useless if we can only wallow in that darkness and that like it is important to like you know you have to take care of yourself within it and find Mm. joy within it otherwise it is really hard to like fight it and i will roll back so hard on what i said about 40 seconds ago but the world being a shit hole it fucking isn't man it really isn't (laughs) um you know if if you can if you can free yourself from the drudgery of routine and look at things with a fresh set of eyes even the most mundane activity just walking through a fucking field holy shit what a fucking glorious thing to be able to do (laughs) i literally i realized so i was walking through like just some like I, i was walking back from somewhere yesterday i think just meeting up with everybody and I walked through like some like nice leaves mm, and Frenchy. I said out loud to myself, like, I love my life. Yeah, yeah And yeah. then I realized there was someone like walking towards me. <laughs> 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 and I was like, that hey, lady. probably seemed extremely weird. <laughs> hey, lady, you okay? <laughs> you can't be out here loving your life. What the fuck? Right. <laughs> like, it's just, all right, if you say so. You need but me to it call was like somebody. just like a like a from inside reaction yeah. that i like yeah. could not like i was just like god this is so beautiful like yeah. holy shit yep. you know there's so much stuff like that that can like just yes bring wonder just i mean know? today and, laura and owen and i uh peter was off kayaking right oh i love a kayak because he's a fucking sea scout or whatever he had he had a trip with the rest of his scout dudes kayaking down some river the thames i think it's called and <laughs> Uh, you might have heard of it. Me and Laura and Owen went on a little kind of a little family date walking around Oxford and it was just so nice. Everything's going autumnal. The leaves are turning brown. Oh, the, you so know, nice. just the walking past the beautiful buildings of the university through the university fields. Yeah, Oxford's and gorgeous. It was beautiful. I love that so much. Mm. Yeah. Like those are the things, you know, if you are overwhelmed by the world. Yes. And all of that kind of stuff like you know, it's always nice to go just get a look at something that isn't shitty. Go just pet an animal. Find, find a petting zoo. In the everyday. Yeah, go pet some animals that don't know yeah. that, like, the climate is dying. You know, yep. <laughs> like, go yep. go pet a goat. Go pet a sheep. Uh, you know, kick pet some leaves. Pet the goat. <laughs> yeah, and, and, the, and there it is. There's the Joag schism, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Earlier on, it was the horrific fucking base tendencies of pack right. mentality and... You know, would you cut a woman if you could get away with it? 
Um, right. But leaves are crunchy, and I've got an icy glass of Vimto, and it's spooky season, friends. Right, the like amount of joy you've gotten from that glass. Listen, I, I have no shame in repeating what I said to you earlier on. Is it wrong to want to fuck a drink? Because <laughs> this glass of Vimto, really strong Vimto, a fuck ton of ice, and even mm. just the color of it is the most glorious, it is really pretty. rich, velvety, burgundy, and it is sweet and artificial chemical tasting, and the ice is perfect. I would... If it if I weren't recording this podcast right now, I would violate this. Put your drink. dick in it. I would fucking <laughs> fuck a glass of Vimto. What can I say? And that's the kind of wonder we want you to bring to your daily experience, yeah, that, dear Joe Egg listeners. That is it. When the world's getting you, put down. your penis in the Vimto. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you want to make David Blaine happy? It's an important question. Tell him a fucking joke. <laughs> this is also the second time David Blaine has come up this weekend. Really? We were talking about his episode of Hot Ones the other day. I, at the uh, at the end of his episode of Hot Ones, he eats a Carolina Reaper and he yeah. just like doesn't react. But like me and Keo both think it's a sleight of hand and that he doesn't actually eat the Reaper. Although Keo also thinks out, maybe yeah. he like, you know coated his mouth or something or you know any number of things because that's what he does he's mm. an illusionist i don't buy that he ate it but or maybe he's just using shamanic techniques and retreating well, into his mind palace that's you what know? he wants you to think exactly. yeah like <laughs> like we all think he has like powers from all these things that he's like you know studied and whatnot but sometimes i think you know he just doesn't eat the reaper it's just, just it's in his it. pocket num, num, yeah. delicious right mm. <laughs> <laughs> yummy as 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 much of a fucking dickhead as David Blaine is, right? I've got to thank him because without David Blaine, there's no Chris Angel mind freak. Oh, God almighty. <laughs> I heard someone like genuinely talking like about how much they love Chris Angel recently. Chris Angel, and I was like, in the year of our freak. Lord, 2023. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> mind freak. I was watching, um, I've become, like, I really love... Um, like game shows, but like ones that are like, uh, like celebrity name that tune is the one that I've been watching lately. Oh, yeah. Um, and it's literally you know name that tune. It's of just like they play part of something and yep. you have to name it. So uh, they hosted have... in the UK by Jimmy Tarbuck. I don't think I know who that is. And also, I think Tom O'Connor. We're going right back, late seventies, early eighties, kind of variety oh. comedians. Okay. Jimmy Tarbuck, uh, is he still alive? I don't know. <laughs> but yes, so it's long, not running I, I know now. about this was at no, the time. Not, I was yeah. on. Uh, so this one hosted by uh, Jane Krakowski with a marionette-looking Uncanny Valley Randy Jackson playing the piano and a live band doing the songs, um, and then these celebrities on there. Chris Jericho was right, on yeah. one of the episodes. He does get around, doesn't he? He is, and he is so extra. Like he is just theater kid to the max when you get him like away from I mean he's like that with wrestling too but away from wrestling when he really is just kind of like let him be himself like his he's super hyperactive he's yeah. like just way over the top he's a classic um, example of somebody I I can just compartmentalize no problem at all I can shut away yeah, the shitty side right, of Chris Jericho he because I mean, he just seems super likable and he's confusing in that way too right yeah, like yeah. his wife is clearly like awful but then, like, he's also, like, pro-trans rights and things yeah, like yeah, that, yeah. that you're like, I don't, I don't get what I think what it's an unbalanced affair with Chris, isn't it? You've got to balance yeah, everything right. out. <laughs> I'm like, you seem to be voting for people who are bad, 
but then like publicly yeah. on the right. It's very weird. Anyway, regardless, my sister was like, man, I can imagine what kind of magician he would have been if he was not a wrestler. Like, you know exactly that was his career trajectory otherwise. Mm. Yeah, uh, we, I, I'm, I'm done. Brother? I'm spent. We can talk about movies now. We can talk about movies. <laughs> hey, you know I love shooting the breeze. Last week, normally we get most of this out of our system before we start. Mm, <laughs> like true. last week I talked at you like for like half hour beforehand just like blah, 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 blah. Mm. so it was your turn to do that this time yes and it felt good good what have we uh, watched let me see we both together watched eden lake we did watch eden lake eden lake is one that it's kind of like there are various movies that the cover turns up on like my recommendations on letterboxd and okay. things like that like for years and i just simply never watched them it's like every time i turn on shutter like oh Mm. That's got kind of an interesting cover. Maybe I'll watch that, and I just didn't. We arrived at Eden Lake. It was Corey's turn to pick the movie. We watch. We watch easily at two or three movies a week together, don't we? And yeah, generally. <laughs> it was your turn to choose. Uh, you asked me what the vibe was, and I simply replied, "Savagery." Yep. That is what I was in the zone for. Uh, you and so what Wolf I did Creek. was I googled. Yeah, I googled movies like Wolf Creek. There you go. <laughs> it's like if we want savagery, that's the vibe, and we came upon Eden Lake. Just, I think that fit. Oh, it did. It was a deeply tense and uh, just a proper kind of sense of impending dread throughout the entire thing. E- you know, even when the dread comes, it, it dials up to more dread. There's, yes. It's yeah. a, 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 an ever-escalating upward dread trajectory of this film. And I yeah, didn't pretty much it. till the credits it. roll. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's never a point where it drops off until literally credits um and you know the basic gist of eden lake is a couple uh michael fassbender and that other woman whose name i can never remember i can't remember Um, she's very pretty she's like she's a weird pretty to me like one of those things where i'm like mostly i think she's kind of weird looking but it works yes you know that's exactly it very pretty yeah Um, Redhead, but, which is... Yeah, you know. redhead. <laughs> Very, yeah, pale redheaded woman, but you would recognize her if you saw her. But anyways, yes. um, they are going, you know, ostensibly he's going to propose to her out on this little, like, lake trip. And they go to this, like, very secluded lake. Um, and while they're encounter uh, various sort of, I guess, northern English stereotypes of working Yobs. class people who are... Hooligans. Uh, hooligans, yeah. Like, the adults are bad, the kids are bad, everybody around is yeah. is bad. Everyone they meet is just deeply hostile to them. Um, and, you know, from there, they and the kids that they, they meet have sort of an antagonistic... Yeah. yeah. Antagonistic relationship that leads to them being hunted by these kids. Uh, and yeah, it is absolutely brutal. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I it took me a while to get into it because I hated the couple at the center of it so badly. <laughs> um, and I was like, ugh, whatever. I just want bad things to happen to them. But then well, once bad things wish. started happening to them, <laughs> you know, it, it, it is bleak to the point of Australian. That's what I would say about this movie. Wow. Like, if you like Australian movies and the bleakness of those, you're going to enjoy Eden Lake. Yeah, yeah. Um, a nice, easy three stars. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's not one that I like want to revisit, but oh, never. <laughs> you know, it was. Yeah, not planning to go back to it, but absolutely worth a watch. Uh, I, I don't quite know why, but as is 
sometimes the case with me. I sometimes get seized by an urge to watch a particular type of film. Sure. Uh, and that urge visited me this week and had me sat down in front of The Exorcist. Oh, nice. I, yeah. I watched it like a month ago. Yeah, every now and again that hits. It's a piece of work, isn't it? It is, yeah. Uh, you know, it's it's a movie which deserves every bit of its reputation as yeah. an absolute fucking real knife between the ribs kind of a movie. It's it's yeah. it's a fucking horrible piece of work, The Exorcist. Brilliant, <laughs> you know, and I mean that in in the yeah, most in the complimentary most way. way. Yeah. How the fuck did Absolutely. Max von Sydow only die recently? Was it only recently? I think it was in the past couple of years because he looks fucking 70 odd in The Exorcist. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, there's some people who are just like old forever. Yeah. <laughs> it's like 50 years of them just being ancient. Like He uh, died in 2020. Oh, wow. Mm. Yeah. Yes. I don't know. For whatever reason, I thought it was farther than that. But yeah, that's wild. <laughs> um, it was it was, it was was the director's cut, which I hadn't sat down in front of before. Uh, yeah, I watched, I watched that one as well. Uh, Ellen Burstyn is fantastic. Ellen Burstyn mm-hmm. is fantastic, and yeah, I and she's in the new one too. She is now. Yeah. I, I've I've seen this week that the review embargo of the new Exorcist only lifts like twenty four hours before it comes out. Mm. Uh. It's always a little questionable. Yeah, um, <laughs> but hope springs eternal. Who knows? Maybe it'll be a banger. Yeah. But the OG Exorcist remains engaging and fucking engrossing. And, and the third one, as we found out. Yeah, 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 it does. Uh, the batting average for the Exorcist franchise is good. Yeah, I'm. that's my, like, so I tried to do what everybody else does and, like, kind of map out my October watches. Because yep. I always find, like, you know, there's a bunch of stuff that I love watching around Halloween, but then I'll forget. And then yep. the Halloween season passes and I'm like, oh, I've missed some of my favorites during this time. So I was like, I'm going to write down these and then I, I will switch them up as they come along if things like hit me or whatever. Mm. Um, but Exorcist 3 is on my rewatch list for this one because I've seen Exorcist many times, but I've only seen Exorcist 3 the one time that we watched it. Yeah, yeah. And was just like so blown it's away terrific, by it. it so i'm <laughs> stoked to you know revisit that again kind of knowing what i'm getting into with it yes. and uh enjoy it that way uh so yeah that's fun anything else that you watched uh a few what about you what about you what are you doing um i think the only thing that i watched so obviously i went away for the weekend it was like a busy work week all that kind of stuff so i didn't have a ton of time to watch things i feel i thought i talked about the aisle last week the what? but it, the aisle um isle isle yeah that was like i i didn't put it in the blog but i'm like i thought i talked about it last week that was like a a a lighthouse movie i watched a couple lighthouse movies one (laughs) called the lighthouse i didn't put that on here either maybe i didn't talk about it did i tell you about the (laughs) the welsh uh movie the lighthouse that i watched no it was it was kind of interesting so you know how there's like (laughs) my theory about all welsh things is that there's like some form of law in Wales that they all have to have um, Mark Lewis Jones in them. Do you know who that guy is? No. <laughs> you have practically I've the same name and you don't know who he is. Never, Look him up and you're going to be like, oh yeah, that guy's in every Welsh thing that I've ever seen in my life. He is always in everything and it is wild to me. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's in everything. Uh, so... I was in the mood to watch a lighthouse movie. Um, and so at first I watched the aisle and it made very little mark on me. It's like kind of a ghost story, but it just was kind of boring. Um, 
And then I watched The Lighthouse, which is based on a true story, but is like obviously in the heads of these guys because mm. it's, you know, about two lighthouse keepers um, who go crazy together. Uh, and the um, one of them ends up dying. And the other one is like basically going crazy with the corpse of the other one in there. Nice. And I guess what happened in real life with this, I was going to look up the story. Maybe that'll be a cold open sometime. But like the TLDR version of this is this guy ultimately went so crazy that he like never came back from it afterwards. Nice. They managed to rescue this the one lighthouse keeper uh, and he was forever just gone oh, as yeah, a result cool. of it. Yeah, do please so, relate that tale. I like that. Yeah, it's a, it, so the movie was like, it was fine. It wasn't like the best movie I've ever seen, but it was like once it got kind of crazy and like, you know, once the one guy died and you're like watching the other guy's psychosis around it, it got like very wild and mm. uh, kind of fun in that way. So, you know, The Lighthouse uh 2016 i believe it's like you're gonna think it, it like even i think is the same font as the lighthouse like the robert eggers <laughs> one um but it's a completely different movie i mean not completely different it's the same exact premise. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't sound all that different it doesn't sound that different is it in but color, it's two totally different guys okay. and this yeah, one yeah, is yeah. based on a true I story fucking there's love no that mermaids lighthouse, man the the you know the the a24 lighthouse i fucking love it yeah. oh yeah i i quite enjoy that one as well um and i was like yeah i was looking for that vibe mm. um i think because it was pouring all last week so i was like oh i just want to like sit in something like foggy and rainy. oh did your like, did lighthouse. your basement emerge unscathed basement's fine yes super happy fucking about that drink some it- dimmed out of that poured so badly and i was like stressed the entire drive to ryan's place which that's it's she lives about four and a half hours away and it took us seven and a half hours to get there because of the rain (laughs) so it was like the whole way i was just like oh god i hope the basement is okay i hope the basement is okay and it did not flood so good delighted to hear it beautiful uh, most of New York City did, <laughs> but oh, we some got of the out. some of the All posts right. I've seen, you know, just subways running with water. Yeah, exactly. People in like waist deep water in the subway. Like, it was an insane storm, and I am shocked that we did not flood. But very happy that delighted we delighted to hear it. Very very pleased. Yeah. So yeah, I watched The Isle and The Lighthouse, and the only other thing that I watched was um, Dead and Lovely. This past week, uh, did The Cell. Um, the oh, yeah. Scene, yeah, 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 yeah. One with Jennifer Lopez and Vince Vaughn and like just so many like famous people. And they, it's a very weird feeling to watch something that like came out, you know, when I was like either eighth grade or freshman in high school. Mm. So it's 2000, so it was somewhere in that vicinity. Um, and all these people were like grown ups to me and now i'm like look at these babies like they're all like like vince vaughn is like 30 yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. just so crazy to me um you know yeah seeing all these people really young in it uh have you seen the cell no i haven't uh he he had one other big film didn't he tarsim sing the fall which is a perfect film oh really yeah it's one of the greatest movies I have ever seen in my entire life. Huh. One of the only movies that if I that when I look at Letterboxd, every single person I know is given perfect five stars. Not well, one, shit, because four and a half, anything like the that. The Cell did not get that same reception, did it? No. Um, and the thing about The Cell is like, so it has, like, his style is there in spades. And it's beautiful. Mm. Um, absolutely gorgeous movie. And there's like nothing to complain about there uh, the story is kind of stupid is all um and it's basically like uh you know it, it's very basic 
you know, there's a serial killer um, who drowns women uh, and they, you know, catch this serial killer or whatever, but he has got one more in a tank that they have to find before she dies. Um, Nice. And so they have like some sort of thing that makes it so that like Jennifer Lopez can like, I can't remember if it was like something you take or whatever, but she can get into people's like heads um, and get into like their dream world or whatever. And she's trying to get in there and like figure out where this girl is so that they can rescue her. Um, And like, yeah, it's, it doesn't, totally work it doesn't mm. make sense it's kind of dumb throughout um it feels like it like <laughs> it just doesn't really care if it makes sense or whatever that's not the point because um, without like... without the like jennifer lopez mind cop angle mm-hmm. what you just described there seems like it would slot nicely in that kind of post seven it's very it's obviously got like seven influence bone you know, collector they about along it on, came a spider yeah. kind of vibes Right, like when they talked about it on Dead and Lovely, they were saying like, you know, you can see its influences easily. Your, yeah. you know, Silence of the Lambs, like yeah, all yeah, kinds yeah, of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's like yeah. very in this. What I will say <laughs> is there was a part like where you're first introduced to the killer played by Vincent D'Onofrio, who is, I mean, acting in this is great. Mm. Like, it's just the story that's bad. <laughs> but okay. uh, he's, there was a part where you're introduced to him and uh i he is he has like piercings in his back okay and like he subdermal. uses those pierces Ooh. piercings yeah to hang himself from his ceiling okay uh, and like kind of pull himself up and like you know get himself off while he's experiencing the pain of that's a this. thing and it, well i'm sure Apparently. it is but i mark i screamed out loud <laughs> And I was, like, very worried my mother was going to come running upstairs and be like, are you okay? Like, genuinely, I was so surprised and, like, so grossed out. I legit screamed. I was like, oh, that doesn't happen too often when I watch movies. (laughs) So Uh, I will definitely give it that. You've got me thinking of that now. I think that's something we should talk about at at a later juncture. Suspensions. So people who get, like, rings under their skin, rings Mm -hmm. in their back, and they get fucking hung from hooks (laughs) for, for reasons... No, no need to as themselves. As long as you don't show me pictures, we can talk about it. I don't want to okay. see it. That's that's like one of those, like, just like, ooh, nope, too much for me. I can't do it. Uh, <laughs> I, I even think it happens in, like, a, maybe in a therapeutic setting. Like, after you're, after you're suspended for quite a while, you know what I mean? You, you experience, like, a different kind of consciousness. I don't fucking know. Yeah. That's one of those things that I feel like I've heard, but I don't know mm. if it was real urban legend or in a movie <laughs> so i'm not sure whether mm. that's a real thing but i certainly have heard that before um okay. yeah so the cell like i think it's like i do this all the time but it's like i'm not not recommending it I'm not recommending it either it's just like <laughs> it's very yeah. beautiful to look at but honestly if you want to look at that you could also just watch the fall which is you've like recommended it in movie. the least recommendy kind of way there <laughs> You've made yeah. certain I'm never going to watch it. Uh, but Alan put The Fall on Plex for me yes, ages yes. ago, and I watched it on there. It's almost impossible to find. So, But you have it, Mark. You can watch The Fall and enjoy a really good Tarsum Singh movie with okay. Lee Pace. I mean, you can't go wrong with Lee Pace. No, that's true. He's good. He's good. Anything else you uh, Let me see. Yeah, I got another couple. Um, uh, I Hey, I went and watched a recommendation of yours. What? I watched No One Will Save You. 
Oh, hey, what did you think? I thought it was great. Did you? Yes, I did. Um, You know how I feel about movies without dialogue. You know how I feel about silence Mm -hmm. in movies. And holy shit. Right. How do you fucking write a movie without dialogue? I thought about that. Like, after I finished that movie, I was just sitting there like, what did that screenplay look like? I want to see it so badly. Yep. You know? To, to, you know, to get the funding and to get picked up by fucking Fox of all studios. Right. Uh, how how do you how do you verbally outline a movie where I think there are six words of dialogue in the whole fucking film? Right. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. What, yeah, and what, if, look, you, if you didn't listen last week, you know, No One Will Save You is a, an alien invasion yep. movie that is, like Mark just said, almost without dialogue entirely um that is basically following one woman as she is tormented by (laughs) these alien invaders and trying to figure out what to do about it um and it spooked the shit out of me i i really enjoyed that yeah it's 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 a it's a home invasion movie but it's Mm -hmm. not um yeah super (laughs) brave lovely downer ending lovely downbeat fucking ending Yeah. Uh, great monsters, great performances, brave as fuck in that nobody speaks. Yeah. Um, yeah, really nice surprise. Really good. Good. I felt like, like I said, I was like, I feel like you'll like this. Mm. But the thing that threw me off was Anna not liking it and you guys having similar taste. Yes. But uh, yeah, I was like, yeah, I was like, this feels like a, a movie that you're mm. going to be into. So I'm really glad that I hit for you. Yeah, it did. It did. It did. Um, it, I think if it had been more traditional in terms of words i wouldn't yeah. have liked it anywhere near as much yeah, it, that was it the hook absolutely for me. wouldn't have hit yeah, yeah. <laughs> agreed completely mm. um like i said I, I this might be a thing that i end up doing over halloween over this month but it would make a great pairing with the vast of night i'd love to watch both of those together mm. uh and the vast of night i don't think i've heard you talk about that i've definitely talked about it on here i thought you'd seen it but maybe you hadn't it's an it's an alien movie um that kind of you know, it's never really said when it takes place or anything like that, but you're coming in on like, it looks like it's probably the 50s-ish um, in sort of a rural area where this girl um, like works as a phone operator oh, yeah. and gets like a weird sound through the phones, yep. um, which then she's kind of friends with like the local radio host and tries to like get him to help her investigate uh, what this is. And then it gets, you know, very weird um, and... Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's a very difficult to explain movie, but the tonally, I feel like it has a lot sort of in common um, with this one and is like very interesting. I think um, you must have talked about that during my hiatus because I do not remember you No, this about was, this. I watched this like a year and a half ago. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Oh, wow, okay. That's fine. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think, you know, yeah, I think they'd be a good pairing. I think you'd like that one too. It's just a really interesting alien movie. Nice. Uh, yeah, one more because I am a craven, embarrassing, pathetic Chucky Mark. Um, oh. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. I sat down and watched Child's Play three, all of it, and I enjoyed every single minute. I don't, give I a fuck. don't know how that's possible. I don't but... give a shit. It yes, <laughs> is it the weakest of the series? Yes, yes, by a um, long shot. But hey, even bad Chucky is still a good time in my eyes. <laughs> I love him. I think he's fantastic. He's a little bastard. Uh, yeah. and this is just Chucky doing Chucky things. I guess, yeah. Yep. And I enjoyed it's it. A, I, it's the rest of the movie that's not just Chucky doing Chucky things that is nigh unwatchable. But I think you know. 
Child's Play is the closest thing I've got outside of Elm Street to a comfort franchise. Totally. Yeah, you know? I can see that. I, I mean, I want... for the most part, aside from, I really don't like that one. But like overall, like, mm. yeah, you can put any other Child's Play movie on. Yep. And I'm going to be a happy camper. <laughs> I just, you know, I just love him the way he says, Andy. Fucking so good. <laughs> Andy Barkley. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's pretty. <laughs> yeah, those are great movies. Yep. Uh, I, I get it. Good. Thank you. I knew you would. <laughs> and so that that is all of the films for this week. Hey, yeah. Let's talk about them again. Eden Lake. No One Will Save You. The mm-hmm. Cell. The Lighthouse. The Exorcist. The Exorcist. The Lighthouse. Not that one. And <laughs> Charles Play 3. Beautiful. Corey's going to put them on the blog, y'all, you know? Yep. It's in the Fucking... description. It's in the blog. Why not follow us on Letterboxd? Why not do that? That's always a good idea. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're listening to Jack of All Graves, so you're clearly somebody with taste and with, you know, skills, and you're obviously all over the, the, the kind of social internet. So why mm. not follow us on Letterboxd? I am there as uh, probably Deadman97. And I'm there as Here Lies Corey. There you We're go. Follow us. On our brands. So, yeah, you can always uh, find everything that we talked about by looking at that, too. But it's in the description. It's in the blog. Find us on the Letterboxd. Yes. All of that. Yeah, man. Marco, uh, this week I pitched something to you and then uh, I went away and um, left you to it on your own. But it is a, a topic I feel like you are passionate about. So let's get into this week's main chat how to how to begin (laughs) what i would just like to say that when i texted you about this (laughs) your giddiness was like palpable (laughs) through text um to which i then responded you're going to have to temper some of that (laughs) giddiness while we actually discuss it but go on my my interest and passion for this topic is clinical Right? (laughs) I'm not some kind of fucking gore pervert. I don't get a stonk on watching this kind of stuff. I, (laughs) I, I approach this topic from a clinical and a almost an anthropological kind of angle. Right? Sure. I just like came across, I'm hoping, in the opening to this episode. I am deeply interested in the capacity, the, the, the extreme, the lowest or even, uh, and we've got an episode coming up, which is going to be the complete flip reverse of this topic, and I can't wait to, to 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 for that to come out. But what's the fuck? What is the fucking nastiest and the basest people can be? And your your you suggested that we examine the the extreme and the callous and the cold and the detached ways that murder has been done upon those in a in a in a kind of an organized crime a criminal kind of setting yes what made you suggest that Corey? why was that on your mind that's a really good question i was thinking i was like what what should we talk about this week and i was you know normally i like kind of scroll through my topics and stuff like that and and try to figure so i was like scrolling through things and i was like i don't i don't really know what i want to talk about and i think i had maybe had like a note about a particular organized crime person Mm. um, in my notes. And then I like thought about it and I was like, just on a broad sense, like organized crime murders are insane. You know, like they're just 
they're trying to send a message they're um i think you know you kind of in our text message back and forth had said like you know there's this just like people who have like zero value for human life like how you manage like what you can do to another person i mean this goes perfectly along with your cold open too like Mm. what you can do to other people when you simply do not have yes any sense that life is valuable when the situation that you're in when the life that you're living when the company that you keep when the job that you do is so soaked in blood is so completely devoid of any value placed on human life that opens up almost a kind of a performative element to the act right. of murder yeah, right absolutely mm-hmm. when when the act of taking another's life isn't just it, it isn't for defense or protection or done out of rage or done mm-hmm. in the heat of the moment mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. it is a calculated and detached exercise in creating as much fucking pain as humanly possible in order to broadcast a message to your rivals all bets are off right yeah or even like not just your rivals but people within your own organization as well you know can be that yeah, yeah yeah um and the that subject can only lead me to one place that can only lead me to and i should have seen this coming but you know mexico yeah that's the only oh, place oh mexico let's talk about the cartels hey um look it just my sister-in-law and my brother-in-law went to Mexico on holiday this year. Oh, where did they go? Oh, uh, just some resort. You know what I mean? And and they 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 didn't. I realized I said, "Where did you go?" Because like here, like you know, being living in Southern California for so long, it's like, oh, I'm like, oh, where'd they go? They go to Baja? Did they go to Rosarito? Did they go to Mexico City? Like, <laughs> but I I don't know where they went and. You know, they they didn't leave the you know the walls of the resort they were staying at. Uh, and you know i had to talk to them i had to tell them you're you're not coming you're you're gonna get grabbed by the cartels mate that's what that's what i fucking said um but it's not true it isn't it isn't but this this situation just just as a as a a, a little bit of context here the situation uh, granted i only consume the 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 really the worst end of the story right yeah um, but the the capacity of the Mexican fucking drug cartels to commit the most horrific murders, the most horrific murders, and not just to commit them, but to fucking record them and to mm. share them, um, it's fucking wild stuff that stuff that you would stuff that you would never in a million years see in a work of fiction. Right, yeah, absolutely. The Australians wouldn't touch this. The uh, enough said. <laughs> the Australians wouldn't go near this. Do you remember? Do you remember year? Uh, I, I can I can say years back because we've been running for fucking years. Going yeah. back a while, I spoke about a air quotes snuff movie from Japan, the Guinea Pig series, Flowers of Flesh and Blood. <laughs> I'm sorry, but you said snuff movie, and you did air quotes, and some balloons came up oh. as you said snuff movie. <laughs> 
yeah maybe maybe need to work on your algorithms for that one tim cook it was so surprising <laughs> i'm sorry go on yeah um, snuff movie <clears throat> and i remember talking about how me and my my good buddy at the time gareth gareth hamer where are you i hope you're out there buddy i hope you're, i hope you're doing well because i haven't seen that guy in ages but we <laughs> fucking frame by framed this film mm-hmm. asking ourselves is this legit is this real is this fucking guy really dismembering this woman I... the cartels are doing that on the real mm-hmm. right they are no doing questions that yeah without any fucking I don't know where to begin. I don't even know what kind of detail to go into here. Because everything that I said earlier on, right? Everything that we talked about, walking through fields, the fucking crunch <laughs> of leaves, a drink of Vimto that you want to dip your balls in. <laughs> right? That's right. all cool. But mm-hmm. hey, this is Jack of all graves. And there is a fucking entirely... In a civilized country, there is commonly and frequently and regularly happening violence personal horrible fucking wet red screaming kind of gasping violence which it's very difficult to to get a, a handle on yeah very tough um and i i don't know i i i've watched plenty of it to in in kind of prep for today's discussion uh <laughs> But man, the 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 idea that as we speak right now, we share a fucking world. We're we're of the same species, you know. We're of the same right. fucking matter, the same flesh and blood, the same fucking, you know, the same equipment as an entirely different breed of human. That is yeah, that I, is interesting shit to me. It really like I mean I think this I, I don't know if you intended this to come full circle so well, but like. It, I'll go it with is, yes. Let's say yeah. Yeah, totally on purpose. <laughs> Planned this episode. Thematic through line. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it, I think that is one of the things that makes like, like you say, you're like, you're not like out there like, oh, let me just like, you know, get, get all turned no, on watching no, people no, no. get chopped to bits. But what makes these things so compelling to like look at um, is partly just that sense of like what I was saying before of like, how, do, how are these people... How are we? How are we made of the same stuff? Exactly. You know, like and how do, do do the perpetrators do the killers then go home to their fucking wives? Right. Well, and they do, right? Like, and that's the thing is like because one of the things about cartels is that like they will freely go out of after people's families too. Yes. And you are if you are a part of this kind of violence, it's wild to bring any like children into this world or marry anyone, knowing that like this could happen at any given time mm. and i know there was like like i think it was in jersey um it had to have been in jersey because it was like local news that like a few months ago there was an insane full family massacre Yo. um that was like you know from like babies to grandparents everybody in the house was killed mm. um of these mexican immigrants um who like you know the the guess is that this was cartel related, that basically someone pissed off a cartel mm. and they went, oh yeah, and went and killed their entire innocent family that was just like getting by in this house. So it was like, you know, baby, teenager, like full range of ages who had mm. nothing to do with any of this, but like they just went in and slaughtered everybody. Um, that's like, it's crazy. <laughs> like. Yeah. 
it's so I mean it is crazy it's like you know you try to avoid using <laughs> words like that but how do you describe something as anything other than people's brains are broken who do this and they're trained to be broken you know <laughs> like they are brought into a space like this they're not born like this they're so, socialized into it give you an idea of of just what we're talking about here right yeah do it um and this is pretty 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 fucking minging if i'm honest so i'll, I'll completely yeah, understand if you, if you just want to end the episode <laughs> yeah. here i'll be honest um earlier on i and i i'm i'm urging you not to do this i'm urging you not to go looking for this stuff because it's fucking horrible um yeah all i would not this is no, no, this no, is no, past it's, me it's i'm not horrific. gonna do it um all shot on phone cameras uh imagine if you will a, a, a desert scene it's nighttime you've got a guy bound with his hands behind his back on his knees and for the first few minutes of this video the guy is being held down while somebody flays Ugh. the skin I was afraid you were gonna say that the skin from this guy's head right chopping Oof. expertly beautifully with this knife just flaying the entire flesh from this guy's head right so he is just a red mask um gurgling all the while wheezing all the while as just methodically just like a butcher might skins this guy's head okay jesus uh after a few minutes of this the guy is then uh stabbed and cut down the middle and the attacker just expertly as though this is something he's done before just takes out the guy's heart i'm sure it is takes out the guy's heart and this is fucking mad holds it up to the camera the heart is beating in his hands you can Jeez. see this fucking guy's heart beat as it's removed from his body and he holds it up to the phone. Wow. We share the earth with these people. We share the fucking... We've all got 10 fingers, 10 toes. Right. What the fuck, Corey? What the fuck? Like, uh, it, it is really, like you said, it's hard to like think of like words to even say about stuff it's, like this because... That's this is the kind of stuff we're trying to grapple with, right? Like ultimately, like evils exist in this world. Not evil, but you know what I mean. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Shit like this exists in yeah. the world that yeah. you like. Evils is the word that comes to mind because it's beyond description. Yeah, you know. Uh, and here's like, you know how I always like, you know, the self seriousness thing that I always like harp on when it comes yeah, to art course, and stuff like that. I always also apply this to like you know, the military and things like that, right? Like, people taking themselves too seriously is, like, you know... Instant comedy, nothing is important. You instantly become a laughingstock. Right, and it's, like, nothing is important enough that we should accept, like, our rights for people not to do this. Like, nothing is important enough that we should be going overseas and killing people for it and things mm. like that, right? Like, we should not be doing it for oil. <laughs> we should not be doing it for, like, anything. You should not be killing your neighbor because of their religion. You should not... None of this bullshit because of borders that we made up and then got like really hoity-toity about them and stuff like that mm. you know like we we created communities and then we decided they were so important uh that we had to like cosplay some sort of serious whatever and go kill sure. each other over them and like that's one of the things about like the cartel thing to me too is it's like the these people aren't necessarily committing like heinous offenses right like but it is it comes to a point where the violence is so expected and yep. so intensified that yep. like 
if there's the smallest affront, and this happens on like with gangs and stuff, even you know, like oh, someone insulted my girlfriend, and now I have to go shoot them. Mm-hmm. You know, like you're you're a bunch of you're larpers, you're a bunch of dumbasses who like now you've got yourself in a situation where you just have to like you just have to murder for escalate, any little thing escalate, because escalate, that's yeah. you know that's your cool guy thing to do, and like that makes it so much worse to me that it's it's all a larp. A murderous LARP yeah, <laughs> that it. people are portraying. It is silly. Yes. This is goofy shit that yes. they're doing and it is so devastating, the results of it. Are you are you aware of the phenomenon of uh traveler fight videos? Traveler fight Right. So <laughs> the balloons are back. Oh, this is ridiculous. <laughs> I gotta find a way to turn that off because it is yeah. incongruous. Um, every time you say something that's like especially <laughs> So Harsh. Uh, there are several kind of Romany, uh, okay, I was wondering if that gypsy was what you kind of traveler, traveler yeah. communities over here in the UK, right? And I don't know right. if, if if it's still a thing, but right. um, they they you know they would film themselves calling out other families and formally inviting them for fist fights, right? I do vaguely remember that this was a thing. Obviously, it was not a thing that I like. Some of them looked, are funny like, as fuck. Watched, I gotta but... tell you. I mean, I I'm I've been a big fan of traveler fucking uh, call out videos in the past. I know some of my friends sure. are. They're funny as shit. Um, <laughs> but this, the these these cartels sharing video murder videos is is the same, but dialed right, right. up to a fucking absurd. Yeah. Without the humor of like the those traveler videos, they know what they're doing. Of course, like they're you know there's a humor behind them beating mm. the shit out of each other or whatever you know maybe. Like, or at least I don't know. Mm. It feels like they would know, um, but yeah, dialed, dialed way the fuck up. Yeah, to the point to the point where the humanity is gone. There's no fucking humanity yeah. in in any of this, and it's it's it feels like it's been a while since we've really chewed over just where is the fucking bottom? Where yes. is the fucking bottom exactly. of our capacity? And how you get there, because that's one of the things that, like, I mean, you're seeing the videos and stuff like that, and you've always been fascinated by these cartel videos. It's come Mm. up many times. Um, And, like, as you see these things, I don't know how much context for stuff is given, but do you know anything about, like, how do they get to this point? Like, so, like, I know in gang culture, right, like one of the things that you have to do is like kind of try to get kids young into the into the culture so that you can kind of. You know, before their brain is developed enough to go like, Whoa. if someone asks you for initiation, that like means you should be violent towards a stranger or shoot somebody or whatever. That's a bad idea. Yeah. Um, you know, like you want to get impressionable kids and like raise them up into that like sense that, you know, it is more important to defend your honor than in, in someone terms, lives. In terms of the context behind some of these clips, all you've got is, you know, comment sections. Sure. Yeah. All you've got is kind of links to news articles. Mm-hmm. Um, but just this ah, oh, Cory. I mean, uh, picture for me if you will: a man tied to a chair while fuel is poured over his head and set alight. Right. Oh god. And for almost two minutes, the guys are kind of chatting with this man and shouting at him while his fucking head burns. Right. Jesus. While yeah. his face fucking burns like a red mask, his hair on fire, his fucking face. Now, reportedly, the victim was a rival cartel leader who went by the nickname Ghost Rider. Okay. See, this is what, that's a you know fucking what I'm LARP. Yep. That is a LARP. Yep. <laughs> a deadly fucking LARP. I can't. And 
you know, because of that, he's been captured and had his fucking head set on fire. I mean, make it make sense. Yeah. And that's, I mean, have you come across in your sort of travels, like what the process is that they, how they do this? Like, I mean, like, how do you get people to see people as, because you can't like, okay, no matter how mad I am someone or how much I'm trying to impress someone or things like Mm. that, like if I'm in a group of people and they're like, we need to burn this person alive because of X thing they did, I'm going to be like, no. You know, like it just simply would, it's just not going to happen. Like you have to, something has to be done to desensitize you, to get you to the point where like you don't throw up when someone pulls a heart out of somebody else. Yeah, that's exactly it. I mean, surely there's, you've got to, is it like, does it get easier after your first one? Right. Like, do you ever, do you just get used to it? Like there's just so much violence. And is it, was your neighborhood like this? Like, Mm. No, I, I mean, we, we can only speculate. I mean, it, it has to be to do with, it has to be young recruitment, young initiation. I, I dare say there's a side to it, which is fucking glamorous, huge wads of cash, gold-plated fucking AKs. Right, like, you know, you know that's, like, I just did for, you know, the Joe Ag Radio, I revisited the, like, Candyman murder that okay. I talked about as yeah, one yeah, of the yeah, cold yeah, opens. Yeah. And, you know, that was one of the things about that um, high-rise that the woman had lived in that, like... Everybody was poor and destitute except for the the drug dealers, yeah. you know, these violent drug dealers who lived in the cartels. And so for like kids, you're like, I can either be like, you know, just living in this slum miserable for the rest of my life or yeah, yeah. I can like I yep. can be like that. That's the only by... way out of poverty. Yeah, exactly. Um, and it's amazing. Like it's hard to fault that logic from like someone young, you mm. know, that like. That's a powerful thing. Who wants to live in poverty forever? Mm, yeah. I'm just like, I, I found like one article, a recent one, September 21st, 2023 in science that's headlined reducing cartel recruitment is the only way to lower violence mm. in Mexico. So it's sort of pointing to the fact that rec- recruitment um, is the sort of issue. And interestingly here, uh, it does say that uh, it says cartels remain mysterious despite being a major employer. So it does feel like there is a degree to which it's like how this functions is still somewhat sort of obscured from even experts who are trying to to talk about it. Um, Which is like, I mean, that's wild to think about because it's such a huge problem. I think I've said on here before that, you know, I used to go to Mexico fairly regularly. um, And I remember the last time that I went to Mexico, um that it was like it just every time it seemed to just get like darker and darker these border towns specifically because cartels do like prey on a lot of the most vulnerable people who are people who are at borders undocumented Uh immigrants people Uh like that who you know they can snatch up and do whatever with um and i remember the last time that i was there that just like there just being so many like guns at the border and federales trying to like you know keep things in line and like they were conducting a raid like you know in in the like running through the backyards of the houses in tijuana like pressed up against the wall and it was just like you know each time we went it was just like this is just getting so much more and more violent and it's certainly not the case throughout all of no of course i I, listen i i I get that of course (laughs) right And, and like for the most part you know unless you're 
there are places where it's more dangerous to be a tourist, but most places that you're going to be a tourist, you're going to be fine. Um, you know, the worst thing that's probably going to happen to you is you might be parted from your wallet or something like sure. that. If you leave the doors open to your rental, someone will come in and steal your stuff, like, mm. things like that. Um, but it is like a, an, an increasing problem and one that has made it so that it is harder to, you know, especially in border towns, mm. maintain tourism and things like that. But to think that despite how huge this has got it and the like recruitment is still like a, we're not entirely sure mm. how any of this works is kind of incredible. Um, yeah, I mean, one gets the distinct impression that uh, law enforcement and border enforcement is mixed up in it too, you know? The, the, yeah, I mean, the obviously flow of you've got weapons and drugs on that scale. Right. I mean, a lot of this is obviously America's fault, right? Uh -huh. Like, it's our own, our own war on drugs created cartel culture, essentially. Yeah. You know, like if we, if we didn't have the war on drugs, the the fertile ground would not have been there for an illegal drug trafficking organization to come mm. in and make something so violent and mm. horrific. Like, if we legalized the shit that they're trafficking. You end cartels. Yes. Period. Like, yep. you know, like, this is our fault. Um, and the more restrictions we try to put in our borders, the worse it gets. In fact, this abstract, like, points out that, like, they they put the difference being recruitment versus incapacitation. Mm. And so uh, recruitment is obviously new cartel members joining. Incapacitation is police incarcerating or arresting members. And they basically are arguing that, like, their research shows that it's far more important to decrease recruitment than to incapacitate. Incapacitate, negligible <laughs> in terms of policy when it comes to this stuff. But mm. keeping people from ever joining them in the first place uh, seems to be what they are finding is the best way to reduce all of this violence. It's wild to me that uh, decisions made on a national level, law enforcement and uh, prohibition decisions made at a at a national and a, and a and a government level, through time trickles down into an mm -hmm. environment, which gives rise to that absolute most base and most fucking horrific, you know, human behavior that one could possibly imagine. And we saw that with like you know I've said I should do like a prohibition um, open at yeah, yeah. one point, but that's one of the central reasons why prohibition failed so hugely in America is that it gave rise to organized crime here mm. um, that would not have been able to thrive without it. By making something that people could traffic, could bootleg, could, you know, all that kind of stuff, yes. all of a sudden you've got like, oh, we can yeah, put yeah, together yeah. like a thing and we can run this. Yeah. And it gave rise to the same kinds of like intense unnecessary heightened violence for the smallest of offenses and betrayals because that's how people maintain their power right mm. like oh someone someone within our organization talked to someone they shouldn't go make a you know make an example of them uh you know we have a rival over here who did something oh go and you know you're gonna have to kill them or we're gonna lose control of the block you yeah. know <laughs> things like that and it all like just like this comes out of the prohibition of the war on drugs the uh, prohibition of alcohol did the exact same thing. Every time we try to mass prohibit something, the result of that is an increase in crime. And most of the effects of that, unfortunately, are felt by uh, 
the people in Mexico or people in Colombia or people in wherever and not us. Like, you know, doesn't people are going to get their drugs here one way or another and they are completely disconnected from gut the guy getting the flesh flayed off of his head. Yes, which is another super important point. I mean, however uh streamlined and user friendly and almost, you know, socially fucking uh, becoming socially normal it is mm-hmm. buying a fucking a ticket of coke or a, some fucking crystal right. or whatever. It's impossible knowing what you know, seeing what you've seen about the fucking journey, the 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 economics and the blood that goes into producing and channeling that stuff. Um, even if you feel as though it's a victimless crime buying buying a fucking bag of coke right. off someone, the geezer with his fucking heart in someone else's hands would disagree. I mean, yeah, and that's like such a. It, it's interesting to think of like using drugs as an ethical issue but not the way you think yeah yeah, <laughs> like yeah, yeah, yeah. you know like the idea that like people should be allowed to use things you know um, and be informed and all of that kind of stuff that yeah. criminalizing it doesn't help um but that like how do you ethically take part in this kind of drug use knowing that this is what's happening in order to get it to you you know like that's a I think that's the thing that people kind of have to grapple with as well, creating a demand for something that inherently is causing violence to brown people across the world from you. Like, that's kind of rough. Yeah. (laughs) You know? Um, And I'm not like an expert on the pipeline of drugs and things like that. I don't know. Maybe there's like a ton of other places they come from and it's totally clean to get it from wherever. But I think it's something people, yeah, I don't think so. Um, and I think that's a, a thing trade. people kind of have to... Yeah, fair trade drugs. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But again, uh, <laughs> you know, with with decriminalization, that becomes possible. Right. Like, exactly that. Like, I mean, that's what it comes down to is when, like, people look at decriminalization, they're like, well, everything's going to go crazy. There's going to be violence in the street. No, there's violence in the street now <laughs> because of criminalization. Uh, you know, it's not to say that, oh, everything will be perfect and there will be no growing pains or issues or whatever from uh decriminalizing drugs but you take just out the gate so many people out of awful situations if you decriminalize it and make it so there's no incentive for uh cartels like this to run you know um it's like one of those things where it's like (laughs) You know, we think we're so like self-centered when we think about like war on drugs and things like that. What does Mm. that mean for us? Like, what does that mean for people (laughs) on the other side of this border uh, who are invisible to us unless you're sitting there on your whatever dark web shit you're looking at or your Reddit or things like that and actually watching it happen? We're not thinking about that when it comes to decriminalization. And I think that should be part of like the conversation, you know. (laughs) Hmm. So much to consider, and much to consider, folks. Again, uh, this is one of the things that I'm so proud of when it comes to Jack of All Graves. Find me another fucking podcast that will veer <laughs> from crisp autumn leaves crunching underfoot, mm. beautiful fruit drinks full of ice, the smiles of your kids as they go kayaking, and uh, a Mexican guy with no skin in his head gurgling while somebody holds his still beating heart in their hands. That's the Joag journey. That's the multitudes which we contain. And we hope we've given you pause for thought this week. 
Yeah. Uh, after this, go and like play some Luigi's Mansion or something. Mm. <laughs> Watch some Gremlins, whatever. Get the taste out of your mouth. But do let us know also, you know, your thoughts on this. On uh, If you know more about like recruitment and stuff like that than we do. Obviously, that was just like a cursory search and a, a recent... Um, uh, study that came out but if you if this is a, a special interest of yours as well and you know more than we do about this would love to hear about it oh, or yeah. your thoughts on criminalization yes. versus decriminalization um you know are we wrong about that do you think this is a whole other mess do the cartels just morph into the walmart ca- cartel instead it's like you know it's what happens point. um yeah feel free to hit us up on all the socials we're jack of all graves on all the things blue sky facebook instagram uh, donate to our Ko-Fi, buy a t-shirt, just yes. do what you Give can. Give us a because... review on, on the podcast yeah, places. I, I always yeah. forget to mention this, but and thus, every time I mention it, someone goes and writes one, but it'll be like a year in between times. <laughs> I'm like, hey, go and write a review for us. So, hey, if you haven't written a review on whatever thing, Apple Podcasts, stuff like that, go and write us a little review or hit yes. that little five star on the Spotify or whatever to tell people this is a place that I come for my for my highest of highs and my lowest of lows. That's it, isn't it? That And it, it, look, if that ain't life, I don't know what is. Dizzying highs, yeah. crushing lows, and us mm-hmm. right there with you every step of the way. Amen. So dear friends, as we as we walk along this journey together, mm. one thing you gotta do. Gotta make David Blaine happy. That's right.